0: Happy holidays. It's almost turkey day. Make sure you go and grab that gobbler before they're all gone. I myself got a 17-pound turkey that'll take about three to four days in the refrigerator to fully thaw. After that, I'm going to brine it, and then I'm going to smoke it on my smoker. It's going to be pretty sweet. I'm uh, sitting at my computer, and I'm actually going through some old hard drives and finding all this recorded material from over the years and i came across a radio interview uh, with joel cachel and myself i think it might be around well i think we might actually mention when when the date actually was but it's kind of fun to listen to so i'm just gonna i think include some of this in the podcast before we have our first guest today so thanks for chiming in
1: the New Light 105.7. Good morning, Justin McDonald here as we uh, get waking up this morning. Big events coming up. We've had some great musicians in the studio. We also are going to be giving away some instruments from what I understand. We haven't quite gotten to that. Oh, yeah. we, we've been sitting here having a little uh, pre-interview and uh, we didn't quite get to that part yet. But With me in the studio, Chris Snyder and Joel Cachel. Did I say that right? just like Rachel, like, but k like Rachel with K. <laughs> and, and you're with Third Wheel Project and uh, you guys are going to be headlining an event that's going on, uh, I believe this weekend at the Denina Center, Oxygen and Octane. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Joel, uh, you're from down south, you're from yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm, I'm from the, the great state of Minnesota. I'm just here uh, representing, uh, you know, I think AK is a beautiful state. I've been up here once before actually. Got tied in with that Third Wheel Project with Chris.
2: Um, uh, my brother and his wife were in at Elmendorf so you know Chris used to walk around with his little ukuleles selling cars and <laughs> my brother's like dude you got to meet you guys got to meet cuz you guys would get along and here I am and uh, as soon as I get back uh, I'm get back in Minnesota on the 10th and I head down to Nashville for a couple weeks wow. I'm just playing some shows and uh, music city it's just, just uh, you know taking just taking some time off from uh, my daytime job and making this my nighttime job, you know?
1: Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Now, Chris, you're you you're an Alaska guy?
2: I am from
0: Alaska. I grew up in Eagle River. I was born down in uh, Texas and moved up here when I was about three years old and never left except to travel. And uh, Third Wheel Project, I started about two and a half years ago with my trumpet player Andy Benton and uh, another buddy his garage and immediately we started getting paid gigs and started getting other musicians out and pretty soon it turned into this catalyst for uh, recording music and just helping musicians get on stage and perform in front of a large support audience. Support
1: the local scene.
0: Support it. We fully support it.
1: Tell us about this event that's going on this weekend.
0: Well you can check it out at thirdwheelproject.com uh, There's a, uh, a link to the flyer and you can find us on Facebook but this weekend we're doing the Oxygen and Octane Expo. We're uh, headlining it's not particularly one artist that's headlining. There's a whole group of us. Uh, ThirdWheelProject.com has those artists on it, and uh, it's it's pretty fun. We're playing all three days: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Saturday might be a really good day to catch
2: us because we do about four or five sets. Wow.
1: And, and I'm taking off on uh, Saturday. My,
2: my, <laughs> after the show, my flight leaves at uh, about midnight, so we gotta take off and uh,
1: get me back home. You know. Well, I hope you have a good time in Alaska. Yeah, it's oxygen and octane going on uh, this weekend. ThirdWheelProject.com. Check that out, Chris Snyder, Joel Cachel. Thanks for being in the studio with us on Light 1057. Thank, thank you, sir.
0: All right. How cool is that? Just to be able to go back in time and it's like a modern day dear diary. Deer diary, what was I doing back in 2011? Yeah, just makes her great memories. Speaking of memories, this song right here was recorded in my studio in New Richmond, Wisconsin in April of 2019. And this is Messenger Mike Kimmel. I helped him uh, put together some recordings. I captured some live shows for him and then we did a little studio work and uh, this is this is one of his compositions. I never ended up laying piano to it, but it's, uh, it's really fun to listen to. I was scratching my head. What song is this? I know I know this song. It's called Cold Wind. And you can check Messenger Mike out at uh, 2 dollars tight. Find him on one of the social medias. Great musician. Just because it's cold outside doesn't mean we shouldn't be out in the sunshine getting that vitamin D. So be sure to do that. The ice, it's coming. And tomorrow morning I'm going to go check it out with a friend for an early pike bite and uh maybe get some fish to pickle um this time of year the ice is thin you definitely got to be careful i recently got myself a, a floating uh setup with my bibs and my jacket in case i happen to go through the ice but anyhow I, I trust my buddy that's uh taken me this is all new to me up next on the podcast we have michael He is a boat captain, just got his captain's license, and he's going to be running charters out of Naples, Florida. He is 19 years old, and I am so excited to follow him on the rest of his journey, because as you know, I love fishing. So let's get him on right now. That's good. We got Michael on the podcast today. Yeah. What's up, buddy? It's good to be here. You're like going to be the world's youngest captain.
2: Maybe. Maybe. At least in Naples, because it's notorious for a little bit older population.
0: Sweet. Yeah.
2: So tell us about it. Yeah. So uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I went to the captain's school and it took about 11 days and pretty good time commitment, but I passed my test. And then, you know, I got a bunch of different paperwork I got to pass on to the Coast Guard. And then um, about four to six weeks after that, I'll get, you know, my official captain's license so I can be for hire and uh, be legit, you know, running charters.
0: Awesome. So what are you going to start as? Like what are you going to do? Are you going to like target fish? Are you going to take people on Yeah, so
2: what I'm going to be is a four-hire boat and it's specifically fishing. Um I'm going to be running anywhere from 10 miles to 40 miles offshore in search of various fish. You know, in the Gulf Coast, what's really big is grouper fishing and snapper fishing. Um, you know, that's that's probably the most I can do, uh, kind of looking, I'm a little limited because I have a 24 foot center council that I'm going to be starting off on. So I mean, comfortably I can go offshore, but you know, with clients in the boat, it's kind of limited because you have to worry more about their comfort compared to mine. Cause I'm crazy. I can go 50 yeah. miles offshore and I'll have no problem. But with, you know, clients on that size boat, you know, it's a little different. So you have to kind of put in their perspective and want them to be most comfortable.
0: Yeah. That's a center console. That's a cool boat. That's like what the DNR uses, right? Yeah. So, you know,
2: we're in Minnesota. That's not as as common here. But Mm -hmm. in Naples, that's kind of like the go-to fishing style boat. You get center consoles. And then, uh, you know, that's what most charters are running out of. And, you know, most people fishing there. You get the deep V and you can handle rough water and stuff, so.
0: So have you fished a lot of Florida fish in your oh, yeah.
2: life? Oh yeah, a lot. Since I was really young, we've always been going down to Florida and Naples specifically. So we, should, we should talk about that. I want to hear all about the fish. I've been fishing there. out in Naples since I was probably three years old. Um, so I've just almost all my life, I know those waters really well. So that's kind of why I want to stay in Naples to run charters because I'm just mm-hmm. so familiar with, I have so much past knowledge and spots. and Yeah, and, it's know, hard to go to a new spot yeah. and
0: know it, where the fish are hanging Well, out. even
2: for me, jumping from the West Coast to the East Coast of Florida, it's it's a whole new world. Like you got to start from the beginning. The fish are different. You'd be going for the same fish yep. and you have to do things 10 times different than, you know, going for that same fish on the West Coast. It's a completely different world. Depends on the water you're in.
0: Yeah. It's actually like that from this area down to the Ozarks. Like yeah. the, the Ozark fishing is different it's pretty similar it's not as drastic as say like growing up in alaska yeah and s- chasing salmon with a fly rod to come in here and there's huge musky and northern and walleye like you can't grab them in the mouth yeah like i had to relearn everything pretty much
2: learn the hard way maybe
0: yeah oh yeah i yeah. got i was bleeding and stuff yeah. but so the grouper what's that It. it what's a grouper
2: so grouper so there's a few different types of grouper. there's a Goliath grouper, that's the biggest in the family. They can get up to six hundred pounds, you know they could fit you in their mouth. they're so big and then the, the the what we go after mostly is red grouper and gag grouper they're a little bit smaller um, oh my gosh yeah you that's a grouper there. that's a goliath grouper or you call them a jewfish too whoa so they can get up to they're like little school buses they can get up to six hundred pounds It's just it's just wow. beast.
0: I mean, it looks almost like a bass. That,
2: they're actually they were they've been endangered for a long time, so you know they're completely protected. You got to keep them in the water when you when you catch them and whatever, but they're just recently talking about lifting that because so that's a gag grouper right there. And they they look like
0: bass, don't they?
2: A little bit. They got the big big mouth, kind of you know too big for the body almost. And oh my god, look at that tongue!
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay, so grouper, how do you catch them? Are you like? On the bottom with J
2: hooks. Yeah. Oh well. So you know, kind of, you're on the bottom. You got to be as close to the bottom because what they do, the grouper hide in holes. So basically, when we're out there, we have you know a little circle hook and we catch these thread fins, which is a bait, and they're about six, seven inches long. So they're a big bait. We have a long leader and we drop down straight to the bottom. And what happens is a grouper, since they they live in these holes, they'll come out eat it, and immediately they they fight as hard as they can to go straight back into that hole. So that first fifteen seconds of hooking a grouper is like it feels like you're hooking into a car that's trying to run away and like that's all you're trying to do is just not let him go because once he's back in his hole, they they flare out their gills.
0: You're not getting him out. And
2: it it wedges their head into the rock. So you can't get him out. Unless you get lucky and, you know, let him kind of do his thing and he'll swim out by himself. But so the first few seconds with groupers pretty intense. You gotta pull him off the bottom as fast as you can. And then once you do get him off the bottom, some of these spots I go out like twenty five miles you have the Goliath grouper. So you could catch a little gag grouper, but then you have a 600 Goliath grouper trying to eat that on the way up. So yeah. you're, tr- you're trying to get the fish out of the rocks, trying to get it up fast enough so a 600 pound Goliath grouper doesn't eat it. And then once you get to the top, you're hoping that you know the barracudas swimming around don't bite your fish in half. Yeah. So you have three different things trying to take your fish away from you as you're trying to get it. It's kind of chaotic, but that's what makes it so much fun. How, about how deep are you finding the grouper? Does it range? It ranges. So, you know, if we're going about 25 miles offshore, it'd be 55 feet of water. Because, okay. you know, the Gulf Coast is real flat. It, you could go 40 miles offshore and you're not going to be in that deep. Compared to the East Coast, you can go three miles offshore and you're hundreds of feet of water. Because you got that ledge over on, the, on yep. the Atlantic and then the Gulf Coast is a little flat. But grouper fishing is a lot better on the West Coast kind of because of that. Cool.
0: And then, so you target grouper and then the other fish was a snapper? Yeah. Is that what
2: you said? Lots of different types of snapper. Um, You know, we get snapper, cobias. you know, a lot of, really it's kind of, you can catch anything, but you know, we do go out there and try to catch specific fish.
0: That's awesome. So are you allowed to catch live bait then or are you, and use that?
2: Yeah. So live bait's kind of. The most important part of the day because if you don't have bait, you, you, it's not even worth going offshore because you're just not going to catch anything. Um, so sometimes you spend half your day just trying to get the bait you need and then you go out. So we use uh, things called sabikis. It's like a bunch of little tiny hooks, kind of, you know, six or seven of them. And you drop that down, you, you know, the little baits will eat those. Check out that. Have you been to Alaska yet to fish? No. My oh. buddy lives in Alaska though.
0: You need to go, go there.
2: I've always wanted to go do like halibut fishing. Yeah,
0: that's the, that. When you describe the grouper, it kind of reminds me of it. I mean, you're in several hundred feet of water, so yeah. it's a it's a pain when just to even check your bait, it's a pain. Yeah, because you're you're not using it like one of those. I'm sure an automatic reel. Would yeah, they're be electric really great. reels. That would be great when you're halibut fishing because it's yeah tough. Deep water, heavyweight, and yeah, and a sixty pounder feels like a two hundred pound fish. Yeah, so I've never caught a two hundred pound halibut, but you can imagine hours. Yeah, takes hours. You have to have a friend to help you because you're otherwise you just yeah.
2: And up. I hear when when they get to the boat, they kind of have a last kind of freak out. Yeah. Where they either pop them the head with you know they shoot them right in the head? Yeah,
0: I mean there's stories of people getting. Uh, either knocked out in their boat by a, a big halibut that they bring in it, yeah, or getting tossed off overboard and then you're gone, yeah, you don't want to fall in the water up there. It's, it's really
2: cold, no water, joke, huh? yeah, yeah,
0: makes sense. Yeah. So, have you gotten into uh, any type of like top water fishing? Oh, yeah, is what's that like there?
2: Um, so it's kind of different. If I use top water, it's probably inshore, so. The inshore fish are like snook, and I know you mentioned you went on a charter and fish for trout, right? Yeah. So they'll, they'll eat topwater, you know, different little backwater fish, but then, you know, sometimes it's cool if you get these real big poppers, like 10-inch poppers, and you go 30 miles offshore, the right time of the year, you'll get the kingfish, the like king mackerel, and when they come up and hit it, they, they come out full speed, so they'll come, hit the top water, and then they'll keep going like 10 feet out of the water, oh, and you'll, wow. just see, you'll just see this torpedo shoot out with your topwater in its mouth, it's ridiculous. What, what I want to look at that fish, what's yeah. that called again? Oh, uh, just there's like kingfish, kingfish, king mackerel, same thing. Yeah, they get considerably big too. Now, as far as oh, it kind of looks like a pike a little bit, huh? A little bit, they got some crazy teeth on them, a little like razor blades.
0: Yeah, wow, what a cool fish. What, what are the fish that you're gonna target to bring back and eat or send with your clients?
2: Yeah, so the fish I'm going to be targeting are just mainly grouper and snapper. Those are like your really taber, table fare type fish, you know. Oh, so you eat those. Oh yeah. Okay. They, they're top class eating fish, you know. That's what all the restaurants hold is grouper, snapper. Um but you know, interestingly enough, I got there's this permit, so starting off, I can go up to 10 miles offshore and you know, I have a lot of good numbers and spots to fish that are close to shore. It seems like you know, as the years go on, people are having to go further and further offshore, especially in Naples, just to get some quality fish. And that's just kind of the way it's been. You know, 10 years ago, you could go a couple miles off and, you know, really good quality fish. And now it's there's harder to find. You know, luckily enough if I found some good close ones, but that 10 mile and in, in thing, you have to have a gulf. It's called a gulf reef permit. And that allows you to keep, you know, fish like grouper, snapper, different type of fish kept on the bottom. You have to have that to go over nine miles offshore and keep them if since I'm a four hire vessel. So starting off until I get that permit, I have the grouper snapper fish inside nine miles. I see. Yeah. And then when I get that, I can go way, way further offshore unless it's kind of a deal where, you know, you have a family friend or something and, you know, I'm just take, take him out for fun. I can take them wherever I want, but
0: right. Yeah. So do you have a name for your business yet?
2: Not yet. Not okay. yet. I'm still kind of in the startup, but I'm just getting my awesome. license. Getting official and then, you know, I got a sign from LLC and then we'll get all the get all the ducks in line.
0: Do you know what your boat's name is?
2: My boat's name? Yeah. Okay, so it, it's a twenty-four foot Laguna and okay. you know I've, I don't have it named officially, but sometimes I like to call it Laguna Matata instead. Oh, that's of Laguna, a that, yeah, that's yeah. great. So Laguna Matata.
0: Laguna Matata. We'll that, yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, um, we'll have to follow up sometime. Like we can do this over the phone. Like you yeah. can call in and just be like Snyder. I just got the hugest grouper in my life. Yeah. And you got to send pictures, though. Of course. Yeah.
2: I have quite a few pictures, actually, from this last time I went out, if you want to see them.
0: Yeah. I love fish pictures so much. They're so fun to look at.
2: Here you go. So, this is the last time I went with some work buddies. So, that fish I'm holding is a big cobia, and then, you know, kind of the red ones are, those are mangrove snapper, and then some big gag grouper on the sides as well. Wow, that's so cool. And those are all just Looks like top, a shark top eating. I know they're, they're kind of an ugly looking fish, but the top quality eating, they're, you know, they're kind of like steaks. They're awesome. Are there, is there bass fishing close to you? Oh, bass, bass fishing is ridiculous in Florida. Really? You know, we, I live in a neighborhood where it's got all these, you know, kind of secluded ponds and private ponds. And so there's just bass that are just untouched and they go crazy. You know, I've caught bass over 10 pounds consistently down there and just on swim baits. I want to do that. And the cool thing is while you're bass fishing these ponds, since we're so close to the ocean, to the Gulf that, you know, they can find ways, you know, the the ponds are all connected. They all lead to the water, to the ocean. So snook and tarpon will come into the ponds and you'll have these 150 pound tarpon that you can hook into while you're just trying to catch a five pound bass. Wow. So it's, you know, all types of crazy stuff going on. Well, you could
0: potentially like go up and do some captaining in the summertime in Alaska if you wanted to yeah. someday, right? Uh, yeah. We, can you take that license, that uh, captain's license uh, uh, anywhere?
2: No, I'm I'm in Florida right now. Okay. So it's state by state? It's, I think it's state by state, correct. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why that
0: is. Because isn't
2: it water? Yeah, it's water, but it also, you know, you have state waters. And, oh, okay. You know, kind of different rules and regulations that yeah. each state has.
0: There's not like a universal to where, like maybe when you get that certification that allows you to go past nine miles, Yeah, I wonder if that would make it easier to
2: translate into a yeah, fishing organ or... Yeah. I'm not entirely sure on that. So I, I don't want you to quote me on that, but yeah. it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to get you to move to Alaska, but you're young enough. I do want to there,
0: Alaska. You should cap, go up and captain a summer in Homer, Alaska.
2: I would like to experience that. I have, I have friends yeah. who are from Juneau, so.
0: Yeah, there's just so many beautiful big fish and yeah, the salmon runs. It's just, you get tired of catching salmon.
2: I can't imagine. Yeah, but
0: awesome. Well, thanks for coming on today, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, everybody say goodbye to Michael. If you're down in Naples, Florida, he's going to be having his own charter business. So let's go fishing with him yeah i've got a drone i could come out sometime and get some really cool shots
2: that'd be awesome yeah all right i love filming some videos
0: right on yeah i'm always looking for a warm place to go in the winter time all right we're out of here all right thank you so much for tuning in to this episode i know it's a little bit shorter than some of the past ones but holidays are coming and uh, the time is flying so make the best of 2021 be a positive influence Take the time to listen. Uh, mark on your calendar, December 18th at Ziggy's in Stillwater. There's a big ugly sweater Christmas party and my band is playing. I'm going to go ahead and leave you guys with this song. It's uh, it's one that I wrote one holiday season when I was deeply missing my little brother. It's going to be on an upcoming album that I'm going to title Archives because I got a bunch of this music floating around. and I'm just going to release it. I'm not going to remix it re-edit it it is where it stands and how it was created so you guys have a good day thanks for listening to the snyder and friends podcast
3: to let go of a friend is never easy to say goodbye to those times you know Oh, our souls will seek the safety of their Maker. Let them go, it's in home But hold on, cause this storm, you tell yourself, will be over soon. It's never true, cause these waves. Are making it awfully hard to breathe You find a hand One you call friend To catch you when you feel You're drowning These tears Will never end Cause these years All come to end And these tears They will never end. Cause all us turn to oceans find the rhythm with the moon by her flow if all the sun comes along you shine in bringing all the little tear drops back home You tell yourself we'll be over soon It's never true Cause these waves are making it awfully hard to breathe You find a hand, one you call friend To catch you when you feel you're drowning Cause these tears will never end All so years they come to end